0: From the worldwide resources of the Inpit Lane Multimedia Conglomerate, this is Full Course Yellow, recorded Thursday, September 30th, 2021. Insert driver name here is faster than you. This week's panel is Stuart Fairweather, Craig Doc Gladigo, Chris Ritchie, Dave Stillwell, Peter Johnson, and me, Brett Ramsey. Thanks for downloading and enjoy the show. Yes. Hello, everybody. If you're joining us here straight from Channel 31's In Pit Lane program, I hope you enjoyed our chat with Cooper Murray, who is heading over to the, uh, the Porsche shootout for uh, junior drivers and following in the footsteps, hopefully, of Matthew Campbell and Jackson Evans. Uh, thanks to Cooper for uh, making himself available a little bit earlier this week. Uh, Welcome to what we call Full Course Yellow. We just get together every week and we have a bit of a chat about the the wonderful world of motorsport and all that's been happening. So tonight we're going to be talking, of course, about uh, all the goings on in uh, in Russia at Sochi, Formula 1, Formula 2 and Formula 3. A blockbuster in uh, in Australian drag racing today. We'll be talking about that a little bit later on in the program. If you haven't caught up with that, that came out this afternoon. Uh, a change of uh, a change of sanctioning body for Sydney drag of Sydney Dragway, which was uh, most unexpected for a lot of us, and also uh, of course MotoGP and uh, anything else that sort of pops into our pops into our collective brains. Joining us on the program tonight, we've got Stuart Fairweather. Craig Gladigo, Peter Johnson, and Chris Ritchie joining us, and uh, who knows, who may join us a little bit later on. So, uh, thank you to all of you who are watching at the moment. We've got uh, some of our regulars. Mad Cow Mark is saying uh, good evening, guys. Good evening to you, Mark. We've also got uh, Box Box. Um, yes, uh, just walked over from Channel Thirty One. Thank you for thank you for that. For, for there also uh, Jeff mcwibbin Evening, elderly gentlemen. Yes, we are indeed elderly
1: gentlemen.
2: We, I like yes. your style. Yeah, some of us, some of What's us are. What's this we'll... gentleman bit? We so are. Wait a minute, we're all elderly as well too. So he's got that part right.
1: Speak yeah. for yourself. <laughs> I'm, I feel like I old. refuse to grow up. I refuse to grow up. Okay. Yes, that, well, uh, grow, grow, growing, growing old doesn't mean you have to grow up.
0: <laughs> that, that's it. Growing, growing up is optional. That's it. And Tony, good evening to Tony as well. If you're uh, listening to the program now via the uh, via the podcast on Spotify or Google Podcasts or in a number of other places where it's available, um, welcome. Please feel free to join us every uh, every Thursday night, nine thirty Australian Eastern Time, uh, just straight after In Pit Lane on Channel Thirty One, or on on either the Facebook page or the In Pit Lane. YouTube channel. That's the about eleven thirty UTC. Well, uh, let's uh, let's let's get underway and uh, figure out what's uh, figure out what we're doing in terms of tonight. Let's, so I suppose we should start with uh, suppose we should start with Formula One. And uh, yes, well, what an inter- what an interesting race it turned out to be. And uh, Lando Norris looked uh, set for his first ever Formula One uh, victory. So it looked close. to be going well, and then the rain came. Uh, Pete, what did what did you think?
2: Um, I actually thought um,
0: up until that point he, he drove well, even um, even in, uh, the race before. I actually would have given him driver of the day. I know Daniel Ricciardo won, uh, but I would have given him driver of the day, and I would have in mm-hmm. Russia as well. Um, it was just uh, I understand what he was up up until a certain point. He was fine on the um, on the dries. Um, and then it just got to that wet patch and he just couldn't do it. And, you know, he put his hand up and said, you know. He, he's done this. He has done this a couple of times. But I mean, but he is a very young driver and he's very inexperienced. I mean, it was probably more the fault of the team for not being firm because, I mean, they didn't. People mm-hmm. said, oh, well, you know, he should have listened to the team. But the team, the team didn't say, Lando, come in. Yeah. What they said was, you know, what do you think about Inters? And he said, no. "No." Um, Whereas uh, Mercedes said,
1: said uh, no. When he said, no, look at what the track was like, where he was when he said no. And the answer was no. But half a circuit later, it was like the sky open, and he was suddenly in flood conditions.
0: Yeah, but that's why you listen to your, why you should listen to your team, and why the team should have told him as Mercedes did to as Mercedes did to Lewis, where they just all said, you're, box. yep. "You're boxing, you're boxing now, box, box, box."
2: Turn Get the engine the off, in. or keep all engine, Yeah, turn it off, or box the bloody box the four wheels. And
0: it was so, so they've mm-hmm. got to be a, so, so McLaren sort of let him down a, a, a bit with that by asking him. I mean, I wouldn't have been, it was two, it was probably two laps uh, or at least one lap too late to be asking him, what do you think? It really needed to be a time of, you know, it was very clear that engine. heavy rain was coming across and they should have just said, now come in. I know you're in front, coming Because if they'd have got him in, if he'd have come in, he'd have come in in front of Lewis and hopefully he would have got out in front of Lewis. And then it would have been a straight he, fight for the finish.
1: If, if he'd come in, Lewis probably would have stayed out. And Lewis being Lewis, he would have been in the wall instead.
0: Well, that's a bit cool. I don't, yeah, I don't know about I thinking, that. But... I don't think so. Because <laughs> he, he would have gone for it. He would have the gone to make
1: pay. as much time in one lap as he possibly could and he would have been off the track because we saw how many cars spun off the track.
0: Well, I did, but uh, the, the I think the driver of the day was, uh, was was Max Verstappen. I mean, coming from, you know, the rear of the grid and, I mean, okay, a things, few things fell his way. A lot of things fell his way, but, you know, he really came through from the back of that grid and eventually came through to finish second. And, you know, I had Lewis have fallen off or either had there been a problem, you know, then... He was not totally out of the was not totally out of the realm of possibility. He could have actually won. So uh Hello
2: Rusty, and yes we get the uh, we get the double meaning on the Gotta Hate the Wetch Pack comment there. Nice one, mate. <laughs> but yeah. He's already started. No, the comedy already nothing. starts from Russell Russell start the comedy tonight. <laughs>
0: There you go. Well, that was um, so. That so was, was was the Formula One, uh, the Formula One situ- situation. Congratulations,
2: um, to Daniel! We made the best of it. And, and yeah,
0: Daniel. Daniel got up to fourth. So another good, another good drive, another sensible drive by Carlos yeah. Sainz as well. I think he yep. did. Uh, I think he did very well for Ferrari, and th- they'd be mm. they'd be absolutely delighted because I mean their uh, their battle. I mean the battle now is for for them is between them and McLaren, and f- finishing in front of, uh, f- of, of of both the McLarens was a was a really good uh, was a really good result for uh, Ferrari. Although Charles Leclerc had uh, had problems, but uh
2: we'll be, but we'll yeah, be Daniel,
0: Daniel, did very, Daniel did very well, and once again, um, once again, yeah, Dan you know. Daniel finished in front of Lando. I mean, Lando was fast, but as I say, you had to finish first. First, you got to
2: finish. Exactly, totally. Also, mm-hmm. um, we've, we've spoken briefly. We did a, uh, a wrap-up of Formula One mid-season where we rated all the drivers and the teams throughout the year. And uh, there was some, uh, there's been some mixed um, opinions throughout the world, but uh, obviously we noted and everyone else has two drivers that are going to be um, really worth looking at, and, you know, they're – enhancing their prospects of, of gaining momentum for a, maybe a factory drive for some of the stronger teams next year is uh, Lance Stroll's done quite well and seems to be performing consistently from race to race, depending upon the varying conditions and the varying circumstances they have to do, whether it be a sprint race or a qualifying or the, the, you know, the track or the, the conditions that they have to drive in. And also um, Ocon and yeah, so Ocon and Stroll are both uh, both been performing and probably punching above their weight to a certain extent. So some of the drivers have done quite well, and even uh, even Sebastian Vettel, um, he's a bit hot and cold at the moment. One minute he's not getting out of Q3, but you know, and so there's some um, you know. Unfortunately, we're stuck with only a 20 car field and really um it's a, i'm not not quite understandable how you can sometimes win some penalties you're, you're actually dropping down to 21st in a 20 car field that, you know, that was quite funny there a couple of weeks ago how do you how do you qualify 21st in a 20 car field but you know there's some um great uh mid-pack rivalries that have created throughout the year through some of the racing guys
0: you yeah, know well, obviously obviously um yeah, stroll will is Wedded to, to Aston Martin literally. I mean sort of you know the uh, the old man owns the the company and it'll be interesting to see how they do next year because they've had a big buy up of this. There' been a lot of staff, particularly Red Bull staff but also from other teams as well and from other areas of the sport coming across and joining uh, and joining Aston Martin. so uh, and of course you yeah, coming up with a whole new car for whole new car for, with as, as everyone else is for next year, so it'll be interesting to see how that uh, how that all comes comes together. Um, Sebastian Vettel has, I think, has done very well. But the the problem is, like, it's the same as, as it is with Raikkonen. I mean, he's he's had a really good run. He's probably you know he's not going to win another World Championship. Um, his experience is very valuable. But at the same time, there's a there's a logjam of you know, really talented kids in Formula Two, uh, including our own Oscar Piastri, who just you know who, because of the you know the the, the, the Sebastian Vettels and the Fernando Alonso's of the world can't get uh, really have, there's no place for them.
2: There was a uh, article during the week as well too. And it's obviously it's coming up to tribute time for some of these drivers towards the, the twilight of the careers. And there was one young fellow over there. I can't remember what country it was. And they said that uh, a few years ago when he was driving for Ferrari, that uh, he and his, a few of his compatriots from the uh, Ferrari team rocked up in one of their little country towns for a few days uh, in the lead-up for the week for the race. And I know I've, I've also knocked Seb- Sebastian Vettel for his driving exploits from time to time, but uh, there was a young fella there and he, um, uh, he noticed Sebastian because he's obviously a familiar face in the world of, uh, in, in sport. And he asked if he could say hello and, you know, take a photo of him and stuff like that. And Sebastian said to this young young boy, obviously with his dad or, or his guardian at the time, or said, um, "Oh, are you going to the Grand Prix this weekend?" And he says, "No, no, i will try to get tickets, but like we can't, or something like that." And he said, "Oh, that bad luck! You'll have to watch it on TV or something like that." And he said, "Yeah, a couple uh, a day or a couple of days later." Um, uh, Sebastian himself must have grabbed a Ferrari hat, a couple of tickets, put it into a little bag, came up, hung it on their front uh, on the on the door handle like that, knocked on it, walked away, and off he went to do his stuff. And yeah, the kid went out there, and, and to his complete surprise, here's a couple of free tickets and a, and a Ferrari hat signed by Sebastian, completely out of the blue, which was a lovely thing for him to do so you know um as i said I've, I've been knocking sebastian from time to time over the years and, and even that set up when he was picking up rubbish in one of the stands there a, a few weeks earlier this year but that one's a legitimate case of uh of, of someone that, that, that the pinnacle of sport giving back to the fans for absolutely no reason at all
0: yeah and that doesn't surprise me because he is a um yeah, you know, as I, as I've said before, and the, the the little that I've had to do with in terms of you know the, of of media, of media you know of availability and the various you know presses and all the rest of it, he's always been very friendly and always been uh, very accessible to the to the media. I know a lot of the German media absolutely. I mean, obviously he's the hometown boy and all the rest of it, but they absolutely worshipped him. I mean, and he I and mean, he he got. When he was down down here, down the road here at the, the farm, down here in South Gippsland Highway, he he got out. They flew him in by helicopter, so he made the grand entrance. But he walked, he ran over, he said hello to all of you know, the camera you Oh know, hi! I you was know, just talking, just talking to everybody, and uh, very
1: agricultural. You
0: know, yeah, he was out there with the he was out there with the. Uh, was out there with the uh, with the with the working dog, and they was showing the, the sheep dog and he was really, he was absolutely you know beside himself yeah, with that.
1: He's got so a thing was, for farming.
0: Yeah, he does. He was he was you could tell he was really in his yeah, element. I remember he at the, the
2: start of the year, it? I was when we were all talking about what's been going on the off season of and um, and lockdown last year when they couldn't race, and Sebastian went out there and went back to and did a degree or did a uh, diploma and, in, in agriculture and farming. So that's what he did with his spare time last year when they couldn't race. That's a that's a true as the day
0: Dave up still Dave still has joined us too. If you're listening on the podcast, if you're wondering who's popped up in the corner there, if you're watching, uh, Dave still has uh, has joined us. Dave, what are your uh, what's your take on the uh, on the weekend? You joined us a little a little late. What's your take on uh, Formula One and uh, and Lando Norris uh, Lando's decision to, to stay out?
3: I would say that. Whenever you gamble, you run the risk of losing. And if the rain hadn't have gotten worse, or if it hadn't have been so intense on all of the circuit, then staying on warm slicks might have been the answer. Unfortunately, as we know, sometimes when you gamble, a lot of the times you lose.
2: So Brad Binder you know, got Formula Brad One Binder is all away with it. Brad, wins. Wins. Brad Binder got away with yeah. it with on the podium so, in MotoGP a few races ago.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's 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 true, but um, but look, Lando. I mean, he sort of he was obviously gutted when he came out of the end of the came out at the end of the the, the race, and he was you know just absolutely distraught. But at the same time, he sort of realised soon after. Look, I've you know, like as he said after after Daniel's win. The, the round before, he said, "Look, how he said, I've 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 got plenty of time. You know, I've still got plenty of time, and uh, we know he's going to win a he, We know he's going to win a Grand Prix at some stage, probably for McLaren. But it, you would have to think if they don't if they don't take that next big step, it's only a matter of time until he gets the invite to uh to, to one of the two top teams, either to uh either to uh, possibly replace uh, replace Lewis at, at Mercedes or." Uh, either join or replace Verstappen or somebody at, uh, at Red Bull.
3: Yep. Well, it's the discussion we always have. You know, if everyone who deserved to be in Formula 1 that was capable of winning a world championship had a seat, we'd have a 40-50 car grid. Unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, as we see, you know, money talks to get in at the starting point. And then that- if you've got something that works, you don't break it up.
2: There's so, only so many grid positions you know, out how, there on how the How many years
3: Exactly. We're um, interrating. Yeah. Landio is certainly well-entrenched in the McLaren culture. Um, he's certainly an attribute to them from on the commercial side. He's young. he's only got a lot more room to grow. Um, interesting comments from Andreas Seidel um, from the team. You know, they were one of the first, uh, first teams to have a, a top-level simulator, although now all the other teams have caught up and surpassed them in simulation technology. So they're a little bit behind the eight ball there. And not only that, um, from a wind tunnel perspective, they've been utilising Toyotas, uh, the Toyota Gazoo Racing or the former Toyota uh, TRD Europe um, wind tunnel in Cologne in Germany. Um, And, of course, that's a little bit behind the times as well. So they don't have the correlation between the wind tunnel data and the CFD data and the actual on-track performance. And they don't see you know, the the output of all the investment in, you know, their new wind tunnel and their new simulator until 2023, 2024. By that point, we'll be three years into a te- technical rule cycle. Um, you know, you'd want some stability in your driver lineup so that, you know, the cars, whichever way they're set up, are set up to take advantage of people that know how to drive them.
2: So I think a uh, decision two or three years ago was probably the most pertinent one from the insiders of the team at the time, and obviously there would have been uh, a huge part of Daniel Ricciardo's decision to leave Renault to go to McLaren, even though Renault's improved, is the decision to put Mercedes' engines in it because at, at, at the time, even though was everyone's, as you say, stilly, someone's there either catching up or behind or at some st- stages in their development of different parts of the car, whether it be engineering or whatever it may be, wind tunnel blah 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 but the power plant the mercedes was clearly a huge step well over and above every other team at the time so to grab to be a customer of their that power plant coming into any season in the next couple of years they you know you're going to be competitive uh at, at, at any stage even if you're um a second level team you're not one of the top two three teams so um, then yeah, that would have, that was definitely part of Daniel's uh, choice, even though because you know Renault and even Red Bull were on their knees a couple of years ago uh, with the Renault power plant saying, we, know, we don't care what engine we put in our car anymore, we just don't want a Renault." And they had I think a year's to go on their contract at that stage. There was huge kerfuffle and. and and uh, controversy over it. So, yeah, those Mercedes engines have definitely put him in good stead, and I think they've built the car around them, to a certain extent, for the last 12-18 months.
0: Unfortunately, that's the problem for our own Oscar Piastri at the moment. I mean, as part of the Alpine Junior Driver Development is there is only one Alpine you know, Renault team in uh, in Formula One at the moment. There's no there's no spots available there, although you would ex- you would expect. I mean. You you couldn't you couldn't do anything else but you know acknowledge now that the kid is an absolute you know is an absolute gun. I mean you know like he's 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 won pretty much everything he's everything he's started in, he's won. He's certainly leading. He's strengthened his lead in the Formula Two Championship on the on the weekend. So he's probably you know fingers crossed that he's heading for. Uh, He's heading for a Formula Two championship, and you've just got to wonder what the hell they what the hell they do with him next year because there's there's obviously no seats available. Um, he, I suppose you know he could go in. Do we know who's um Peter or anyone? Do you know who's the current uh, the current test drive development driver for for Alpine? I saw um, on the Russian coverage Daniel Kvyat. Of course, Alpine, yeah. Uh,
2: and he's uh, he's featuring very heavily in the Sky Sports coverage at the moment too. So,
0: yeah, and I mean he's a, he's another he's another pretty good driver. I don't think I, I really don't think that he's that you'd go back that I'd be thinking of going back to him when there's someone like Oscar is available i mean he's had his he's had his run and uh, perhaps he didn't get a fair totally fair shake at it but you know is there much to be gained by you know perhaps for a team down the bottom of the other, at the bottom end of the field looking for an experienced driver he might be uh he might be someone that you'd want to pick up and he's probably going to be bringing some uh, some russian money with him but uh but yeah like you, you'd have to say if you you're looking for a driver with you know a, that you can invest in for the long term future you'd have to say that you know yeah, you know, apart from Oscar, there's people like Tao uh, Pocher and, uh, of course, Guan Yu Zhao is, uh, is still in second place in the Formula 2 Championship at the moment and will come with a bucket load of money, not even to... Uh, not even to point out the fact that of course formula 1 would absolutely love to have a competitive uh, a competitive chinese driver at the you know at the top end of the field because that's obviously a massive market i think outside of uh, outside of having a top american that's the one the, the two the two markets they'd love to have are china and india
2: just on um, touching yeah, on Danny kirby as they um
3: we've seen recently uh, movement on the chinese political Front uh, with regards to the uh, Premier Xi Jinping, who has uh, started kind of dialing back on the elevated status of celebrities in China. You know this, you know yeah. capitalism with, with capitalism with Chinese values in it. Um, you know philosophy that's led to the the boom in the Chinese economy and its integration into the into the global economy is now starting to see. See being dialed back. We're seeing a lot of, you know, uh, high high-level actors and high-level of business people have their public profiles dialed down, and obviously there's a, a huge deal of you know national face uh, to be to be gained by having a, a Chinese athlete competing at the top of the world stage, but you know where we consider you know just how capitalist uh, and how much money is involved in Formula One, I, I question you know what the uh, his suitability to the leadership of the Chinese Communist Party is going to be. That'll definitely be something to watch out for over the next 12, 18 months.
2: Uh, they're always sponsoring weightlifting, but I um, think I think they're, I think they're more, their intention's more uh, directed at uh, t- Taiwan at the moment, <laughs> they're a little bit distracted on trying to secure part, a bigger part of Earth. And I think as, the uh, uh, as, as, their
1: building industry might help too.
2: Yeah, well, they're having they're having some problems, aren't they? Oversubscribed. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, Yeah,
0: Jeff Jeffrey Jeff, Jeff writing. Uh, they're saying, remember when Formula One back in the sixties and seventies was oversubscribed, thirty plus cars? Wouldn't it be nice to see that again? Yeah, it certainly would be, and that's the thing that's actually now starting to happen in IndyCar. I mean, IndyCar have had you know sort of you know full fields, and um, for for Indianapolis for the five hundred at least they've they've been oversubscribed. It's interesting to. Today, that uh, Romain Grosjean has uh, advised young drivers in Europe that they should uh, perhaps you know focus more on uh, looking at a career in IndyCar rather than heading to Formula One, because he said you know, the the options. In Formula One are so very limited, and he said there's, you know, <laughs> he said there's a good living to be made over here in IndyCar. the racing is great he 's having a lot of fun um, the, He said the, you know the challenge of having all those different sort of circuits, including the ovals, is uh, you know is, 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 a, is a lot of fun, personally very satisfying and he said look he said don't uh, yeah, don't write the, don't write this off. He said if you if you can't if you can't make Formula One, there's there's a really good option there, and that's you know not even counting things like you've got the options from the World Endurance Championship and those other things. So, uh, I'll I will able- throw
2: it out there to to the group that's the five of the, the my compatriots that are on tonight, um, and also to the obviously our listeners on our podcast. Uh, down the track and and their viewers tonight. Look, I think the only way we're going to see an expanded field in Formula 1, and it's been proven, it's happened at MotoGP, so it's a pinnacle on two wheels compared to four, and they have, every, every they, these two pinnacles of motorsports have faced this challenge over many, many years and a few times. And the only way to do is to offer concessions to the larger teams to start satellite teams again and to run an extra car or an extra team in it and would it be and it's obviously budget constraints and stuff like that but moto gp did it a few years ago when the field was coming down to basically a factory team and, and a satellite team with two things so they would have about only 12 16 riders on the track and there was no one else competitive so what they did was is yes they added concessions so that ktm jumped on board aprilia's jumped on board since back again uh, they've also had, you know, BMWs jump back into uh, uh, super bikes as well too, to a certain extent. The only way you're going to get more uh, extended feel like Jeff's saying, oh, 30 plus cars back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, is to encourage the the bigger teams in Formula One to have a, a second tier team like Red Bull had there, you know, um, Renault, uh, you know, the the second oh, Toro Rosso there for a while, give them concessions. Give them budgets. Give them, you know, they can have an extra engine, engine or two a year, or an extra gearbox or two a year. Encourage them. Give them the budget, etc., like that, and they'll they'll put some cars out there and they'll be racing around the track and it'll it'll just add some interest again to it. It's the only way you're going to get more cars on the track because those are the guys that have already got cars out there and they know how to make it most cost effective and how to make them perform and and grab some. Grab some look on that. It's the only way, guys, unless unless anyone's got a better idea on how to put a team out there,
0: the problem the problem is it's it's become very much it's like the supercar scenario at the moment. I mean, it's it's become an investment for you know for, for the people who own the teams, and they don't want to dilute the the team. I mean, it's already been suggested. I think I think it was. Um, i think it might have been toto wolf has sort of suggested expanding the teams and having like that junior team formula that each team runs a third car to, for you know, for and legislate to have a young driver behind the wheel of it and um but of course yeah like you know the the lance Stroll or the you know the you know, the Lance Drolls and all those sort of people of the world who have the people who have invested, you know, big money in these teams, are saying, well, no, you know, like at the moment the spy is sliced in twenty divisions. We don't want to we don't want to slice it any we don't want to add more more people. I mean, we know that there's at least, you know, at least one or two teams, including now Michael Andretti. Michael Andretti's putting up his hand and saying, Yeah, we would we would get into Formula One if we couldn't. America is and it's amazing it's like i, I saw a, a, a something on a, a something on a webinar uh, late last night with a a, a very experienced uh, motorsport journalist in uh, in the united states and i was amazed because he just said Look, he's, I've been, you know, he's. I've been a motorsport journalist. I've been writing about NASCAR and IndyCar and, you know, drag racing speedway all my, all my life. He said, and he was like, you know, he was, my, he was probably, you know, in his, in his late 50s, early 60s. And he said, I've been with that there. He said, you know, he said, I've never, ever taken the slightest interest in Formula One. I couldn't tell you what the cars were powered by. I couldn't name a driver. I had zero interest. He said, and then suddenly he said, my kids and my wife and a whole bunch of people started talking about Formula One because of the Netflix series. They mm. said they were just. They he said they became. He said they became obsessed. They became obsessed with it. And he said, mm. now he said he said we're starting to report it more. He said, and people. He said the ratings are going up, and more and more American companies and more and more American teams are saying, you know, like ah. Oh yeah, this is, a, this is a real... This thing's actually a really big deal and perhaps we should be involved in it. So there's opportunities for more teams. It's just that they've got to... The, the, got to get a foot in the, the door. Co- yeah, the, co- the cost... Think to of get all the questions yeah. we
2: could tell. <laughs> all the places, yeah. gonna... um, But, OK, know, look... We go- going, it, back, yeah. going back to the initial part of the argument is there are the drivers out there. There is probably legitimately... Six to maybe 15, 20 drivers that could go out there right now and be competitive at a certain level. Look, there's going to be mishaps that start off with, but there are probably you could probably six to ten drivers out there that go out there and that could provide self satisfaction themselves, team, corporate, countries tracks anything to do with the with the sport whatsoever they're all going to get absolute uh, the accolades and fun mm-hmm. from it and enjoyment and and the, and the fans across the whole world would televise things so you know six to ten drivers Hang can on. go out there and legitimately do it right now because of the 20 car grid that we have it now that can be expanded to a certain extent
1: i have an idea and there's a cat here and i'm willing to throw her into the pigeons
2: it's gonna meow
1: well, it'll clause out. What if you gave all of the teams a break in their budgets and said, yes, you can run a third car. It's got to be a female driver.
0: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going I'm, to. I'm keen it's on having There's plenty of girls who want to get what, into no, Formula no. 1. Oh, I'm going yeah, to I to that. And if are at that stage, two
1: percent of the population that we a don't hu- the product yeah. to,
0: it'll be huge. I'm, it'll be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, from a marketing point idea. of view, it'll be fantastic. But you know, well,
2: I'm going to open it up to just not just what you said. It can be a woman. But how about you say you have run a car, you run concessions, and you run a budget, but you do it for drivers. They have to be, and it could be women or men, have to be under the age of 22.
0: Well, that was the argument that Toto yeah. Wolf was that, that yeah. Toto Wolf was saying. He said we run a third. He said he said, but it would be legislated. He said you couldn't go out and get and get a veteran. He said you would have to basically bring up bring up somebody. He said, you would have to run basically a rookie um, under twenty two. Yeah, some, somebody. Somebody. No. I think he was saying under twenty three. But yeah, like either way, still a no, young you could, driver.
1: You could even I, do it as a feeder competition where you've got to run a minimum time in qualifying you still run a 20 field on the race but you have 30 cars qualifying and if the newcomer is faster than the drivers in the main team they get the race
0: yeah i, know, I don't you a know championship I can, a whole imagine, heap. I can imagine drivers drivers would like I know it would never happen but life. it'd be fun <laughs> yeah it would be I, uh, virtual r is, is written in the entertainment class yeah, virtual artillery and saying customer uh-huh. cars could fit in with an outside company providing chassis suspension, another company with gearbox engines. I mean, the, they were the days of the garage, it's, yeah. garagistas. I mean, you know, when you had where everybody was running, or most people were running a uh, It already please. exists. Wow, well, that's only one You're trying to roll chassis and a Mercedes you a engine. And
3: you, buy. You, don't. you buy suspension from someone, you buy an engine from, you get at least an engine from Honda or Chevy or whoever comes in the next Honda. couple of years.
0: The rest of it's up to you. Yeah, so I I think... You couldn't buy a
1: Chev engine because Chev's Chev's part of GM and GM's going electric. But if you wanted to get an engine supplier, an American engine would actually get American viewers.
2: I just want to know who's going to supply the O2 sensors.
0: Mm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not VW.
2: Uh, <laughs> who's supplying the o2 and where, where they're going to be located <laughs> like,
0: yeah and, come and off ours, the car. speaking of uh, speaking, speaking of of uh, of engines uh well it looks like uh, the, the strong rumor around is that uh, Audi and and or Porsche uh will be back in formula 1 i mean we know they've already committed to hypercar but um or the lmdh in uh, sports cars here. but uh, they're saying you know certainly with the new engine regulations come in uh, which will be simplified but they but one of the things is that the uh, the electric uh, the hybrid component will be uh, will be more powerful probably around an extra 300 horsepower or so 350 to 400 horsepower and what year, apparently Brett? both 2024? Uh, uh, 20, was I think twenty twenty five, twenty twenty six. Audi, He's, Audi uh,
2: got a little it, Audi a tada for twenty twenty five, are they, Brett? Okay. Well,
0: they haven't. They haven't announced Rumor. it, but the room they they have been involved in all of the talks, and apparently the the, the sticking point was that they um they wanted the. Uh, they wanted the uh, the energy recovery system that they're using now through uh-huh. the through the turbocharger, the M, uh, G, uh, ECU, whatever it is that they they call it. There, they they weren't keen on that. They wanted it to um, yeah, they wanted it to be uh, they wanted it to be a little more simple, and they also wanted to uh, have more of a more of a green component in that there would be more. They would be able to use more, I suppose, for Porsche than Audi, as a, to a limited extent, but certainly Porsche would like to see some of that hybrid technology that they used at Le Mans. They would like to be able to bring that to Formula One. and uh, well,
2: that's, that, that's actually – if that, that allows mm-hmm. them to get their foot in the door, they've got sort of a half a step ahead of the other teams, which will give them a slight advantage for all the deficiencies that they – when they get into the sport – and if they get 22 cars in the grid, an extra two spots for them, they're, they're talking about two, three years ahead, maybe four years before they, they get in the door. They've also got some technology up their sleeve that they're they're up to date with or ahead on other teams, which will obviously, you know, give them a slight advantage like other teams are going to have, like, you know, they've got their Adrian Newey. Hang so on, got-
1: Doc, can we just delete that comment? That's rude. What, and that's Mark's Mark uh, Mark's second rude comment of the I night, didn't and see I question. would actually yeah, um, th- yeah, that's just rude, and we're not going there.
2: All right, um, yeah. So sorry, while you're de- while you're deleting and and yeah, um, uh, so yeah, exactly. If, if, if you're going to allow teams in as well though, too, even if if they've got their own development strengths to bring to the thing as well, too, it's also going to push the other teams into uh development and research as well in this r and d i suppose to a certain extent as well though too that'll that'll you know it'll it just pushes the envelope to the sport and it's going to be a win win for everybody so
0: yeah well we'll uh we'll see we'll see that but uh, let's uh let's move on to i uh, was we talking about formula one let's talk under quickly we, we touched on oscar piastri and another fabulous another fabulous win in uh in the feature race in Formula 2. He did, he did a, a great job again. And uh, the good news for him was his main competitor, um, Zao, finished down in eighth position in the feature race. So, uh, so well done to Oscar, and he's certainly coming in. But also Jack Doohan in Formula 3 uh, won the feature race for the second uh, race in a row as well. But uh, there was some controversy. Uh, there was a lot of controversy there because he was basically told by the team at one stage, you know your your teammates. Yeah. Uh, Novak is faster than you, and uh, Jack said, "Okay, we well, let him pass me then." But if you think I'm slowing up, you've got another thing coming. And uh,
2: there's something new for yeah. you, Stuart. Bring up the um. Even if you can't bring up the text, bring up that I did hear the audio on that. They. Uh, I'm sure I can't. Hear, I'm not sure whether I sourced the replay of it, but they. Someone played the radio transmission of uh, yeah of Mr. Dewan, and uh, he basically said respectfully to the team, "No, I'm going to do because it was alleged that the, there was obviously they have meetings beforehand and teams and stuff like that, and say, so, well, I'm going to go. You know, you, if if, if there's, to a certain extent, if you're in the right position, you should let your teammate." respectfully go through in a, in a fashionable way and he's and he well he wasn't disobeying team orders but i'm faster he can't pass me he, he's not good enough or he's not quick enough or for whatever reason it is i'm gonna win this and he hasn't lost any hasn't lost any friends and in the paddock over there in the racing scene over it
0: yeah, I'm not sure about that. I would imagine. I mean, he's he's obviously has been announced that you know as, as we would expect that he's going to move to Formula Two next year, and they haven't sort of said you know at this stage there's been no announcement as to what team he will be. Obviously, he will be trying to get with either Premier or ART because they've been the they've been the successful ones, and I suppose the. Uh, the, the the synchronicity would be if he just sort of if it was Oscar Piastri out and off to formula 1 and uh, doing jumped into his seat but um that well, would they be, they that could be
3: just a, leave a little
0: Australian flag on the side yeah so so that would so that would be the uh Save that the would be what they're looking but you, you you wouldn't imagine him being with Trident here because it was it was very clear I, 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 on the um on the YouTube version of the show tonight I put up the still of them on the, uh, the team boss on the, on the podium with, uh, with Jack and also with, uh, and he's, yeah, the team boss, you can just, it, it, you can see he's like, I really like tight with Novelak and it's like, I'm really, a, so I I'm really sorry that this guy has beaten you. Um, and I don't know whether that was because it was like, they knew that they know that do what he's going to, uh, is going to disappear onto uh, onto other things, onto bigger and better things. Whereas Novak like, uh, might be uh, looking at staying around and might be wondering where he's uh, where's best to invest his money. So they might have done uh, might have done a bit of a deal.
2: Timeout. But
3: timeout. Time like who who who's paying who? Like if this is Formula One and you're being paid to be there, sure. You the expectation will be you follow team orders. Jack Doohan's come up with somewhere in the vicinity of three quarters of a million euros as a commercial package to bring to Trident to make that program happen. Sorry, if he's if he wants to get past, because it wasn't even for the for the drivers' championship. It was for the teams' championship, which is like a cup and like a, a silver cup and some kudos. Like it's it's nothing. It's a Formula Three teams' championship. No one cares except the team. <laughs> he let him pass, and then he fell off anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that that's. I think that's yeah. the, the thing that he was. You, there's
2: a career in truck driving in the UK. There's a career in truck driving in the UK. Driving, driving fuel tankers. If anyone wants to leave at the moment,
0: yeah, they're certainly looking for people there. But I think it's it's, it's funny uh-huh. because the um you would you would say because of that reason that there were other reasons that they wanted that they wanted Jack to step aside that they wanted to give. That drive of the after the third drive, the opportunity, the second drive in the team, the opportunity to have a to have a victory, it was almost as like it was uh, almost probably like yeah, we will get you a win, we will get you this win. Um, Jack will sit this. But as no, you say, no, I no. mean, he's not, he's not, uh, he's not a team. Like, I just think that it, it certainly sounded and looked uh, a bit dodgy in terms of the way he handled it. But I mean, you know, he's done the right thing. I mean, if if he had of if he had of held up. Um, The other guy, and if 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 they had lost the team's championship, and if he hadn't finished uh, second, but the fact was, the guy couldn't pass him, and neither could the neither could the guy came into second in second place. So he won the race. So he he ticked all the boxes. So I'm
2: going to call the BS button here. I haven't got a red one sitting on the desk here, anyway, in front of me at the end. But if if someone has followed team orders and you win a race because of some circumstances that's been manufactured, I'm sorry but it's a hollow win. It is fake. And it is, and t- 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 you go, you go yep. up there and you can stand up, the t- throw some champagne around, grab a cup. I'm with stilly on this one. I'm going to take it one step further. If someone has let you win a race because they have moved aside for you or they've followed some predetermined rhetoric or mm-hmm. setup, up, uh-huh. I'm sorry, sorry, but you're, you, you know, you don't deserve to be there and it's hollow and I don't care whether it be one day later or it'll be 10 years later. And if you're that driver, and you look back on it, it's undeserved to a certain extent. You can't. Schumacher it's not, it's not and
1: Barrichello at Monza. And, and David Coulthard and... Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? David, who else? And, and, yeah, and literally, they literally hit the brakes on the way to the line to make sure that Rubens has got a win. Yeah, yeah,
2: and we're not... And the, 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 Most of the general public's not done. They can see something when it's um, Donald Trump yeah. fake news. Absolutely, when it's real fake news.
0: Yeah, but anyway, um, anyway, as Formula. That's uh, the Formula One. And formula. That's all the stuff from Sochi on the weekend. We got a couple of braids and then we head to, and uh, we head to Turkey for the next round. So, uh, and it's actually a good track too. I like Turkey. It's a good, uh, a good circuit, I think. So uh, we look, uh, we, yeah, we we look at there as uh, as Virtual R is, is is saying. Everyone remembers the fake wins for a reason. They don't like them, and that's uh, Thank yeah. That's you. Thank They've very... always that's got really an good.
3: asterisk next
0: to them, that's like very in the true. record yeah, books, was, yeah.
3: whether it's there or not. Everyone who knows will remember. There's an asterisk on it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's 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 true. Um, yeah. So uh, apart from that, you know, I mentioned uh, there for the people, for the drag racing people, the big the big shock that came the, this Ooh, afternoon. Yeah. It's a major. It's a major talking point, and it's one that sort of you know, absolutely floored me when it was a decision by Sydney Dragway. To uh, to drop the sanctioning uh, body of the IH, IHRA Australia and return to the uh, to Andra, and uh, boy, what a what a comeback by Andra! I mean, there was a time when you know, sort of, there was a, the breakaway, the 400 Thunder thing, and you had Sydney Dragway, uh, Willowbank, uh, the motorplex in Perth. Everybody, everybody was going off. They all. They all joined in with the IHRA. Um, Heathcote Park joined in with IHRA. When they've come back, It was they were just kicking goals left, right and centre. And now Perth is gone and back with Andra. And that's for today's Sydney dragway. Was uh is Well, back have
2: they uh, just uh, without going into the story too much? I don't think they've officially signed with anyone. They've they've, they've, they've just cutting ties with A B. No, they have
0: officially signed. I'll so I'll give you the because the, there's some because there's legal because uh, there's legal yeah. stuff involved. I'll read the quote exactly. This was the re- release that came out from IHRa this afternoon from Maurice Allen, the CEO of IHRa Australia, saying IHRa Australia is extremely disappointed to have yesterday received advice that the board of Sydney Dragway have to terminate its binding and exclusive contract with IHRA Australia and its parent company as the official and exclusive representative and sanctioning body for all races, events and promotions conducted by Sydney Dragway. IHRA Australia has instructed its lawyers to immediately commence legal proceedings against Sydney Dragway for its wrongful termination of the contract which still had a further two years to run. It's regrettable such circumstances have arisen, particularly having regard for IHRA's popular and successful sanctioning of events conducted at Sydney Dragway for the past five years. As this matter will soon be before the courts, IHRA will be making no further comment about these matters until the legal proceedings are resolved or determined. And I think the interesting thing to that is where it says, you know, that IHRA is popular and successful sanctioning of events uh, at Sydney Dragway, and there's no doubt about it. You know, like from the outsider's point of view, the the meetings that they've the meetings that they've uh, the meetings that they've run and uh, the, the way it's all been working there from you know at least from the outsiders point of view is that it's um has been very successful they've had some great meetings they've had some big crowds they've had some uh, they had a, they, they had some problems with the television package but it looks like once again um, drag racing is finding a way to sort of you know and shoot itself in the foot with people going off in different directions, and you would imagine that because of the situation with Top Fuel Australia, um, Top Fuel was the big uh, was was the big thing that uh, 400 Thunder had that Andrew didn't. Now with Top Fuel Australia agreeing to run both series, I mean they yes they are going to run with Andrew, but they're also they also said they were happy to run with IHRA at both Sydney and Willowbank. But um, now it means that Willowbank is uh, sort of a is, is sort of out of the loop, and also to an extent possibly um, Heathcote Park. Although as uh, Doc pointed out before the before the uh, we went to we went to where, here that. Um, when Lance was on the show, when Lance Warren was on the show, he did point out that uh, they were they were fairly flexible in terms of if there was you know somebody came uh, with another offer in terms of a uh, running you uh, like a one-off, and that's one of the things Andrew said. Andrew's uh, statement said that Sydney Dragway are still able to run 400 Thunder or any other meetings as a dry, as uh, basically as a dry hire. So if if they want to come in hire the circuit, they can basically they're free to. Uh, they're free to have basically whatever sanctioning body that they would uh, they would like to have. However, for anything that the track runs themselves, um, all of their meetings, including the top fuel, the nitro championships, and all of the big meetings uh, that they usually run, plus all of the uh, the sportsman stuff and the off street drags and all the rest of it, all of those meetings will now be back under the uh, the auspices of the Australian National Drag Racing Association. So. Uh, yeah, that's 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 big. That's big, well, big just, news. Big news. Just what
2: you just said—that is just quickly, obviously expanding on that point a little bit. Uh, with the with the owners and the uh, tenancy at well at, at, at Heathkit, they have signed a contract, but they made it quite clear and, and present danger right from the start. We are signing with one body, but we are—it's not mutually exclusive, and that we will, will are open to any other. Event or organisation coming onto the track if they want to, you know, and they have been had an open book right from the start. We will do this, whereas in this particular uh, thing, I think, as you know, and the reason why it's gone to the court, it's gone to court now. The pert, the, the biggest point is two years left on the contract. So basically, um, Sydney, um, Sydney obviously wants to open up to uh, open, be more open to having other organisations coming on board. They don't like being exclusively stuck. For another two more years with one particularly association.
0: Yeah, I find this situation
3: quite ironic. In that IHRA Australia was essentially the disruptor brand in terms yeah. of a, of, a, of a sanctioning body for drag racing. Um, <laughs> in that, you know, two things come to mind. One, turnabout is fair play. You know, Andrew was very upset when all the major tracks. Um, Gave up on their sanctioning and went with IHRA, essentially an international spec body uh, from North America, a local affiliate. Um, And the second thing is, who knew that, you know, ego and politics in motorsport administration was not exclusive to, you know, circuit based. Uh, motorsport.
1: I <laughs> know um, oh, they
0: could, they could to the drag racing community could, uh, could well and truly teach us, uh, teach the circuit racing boys a, a thing or two about, uh Ooh, yeah, a, about um, sort of egos. And, uh, and we had politics. a question
2: down there, I'm, I'm going to answer it for Jeff down there that Brett just brought up on the is last it, third there. Is this I'm just gonna,
0: politics or is it dollars? Yeah, it is
2: both because as, yeah. as far as the politics go, um, I, I think if you, it's the reason it's both is. Some people who are actually uh, have a position in these organisations, whichever side of the fence they're on or whichever uh, conglomerate they're on, uh, they have both reasons or they are one or the other. There will be people that come out and say it's about dollars. There will be people come out and say, no, it's about politics. This is how it's always been. This is how it should be and this is how it is. Yeah. And there's other people going to actually say the reason is and they're going to be a more open mind. They're going to go politics and dollars. So you're gonna get every argument under the sun from everybody, Jeff. There's your answer to your question. So I uh, think- I'm gonna add the,
1: something to that, Doc.
2: At the end of the day, just quickly before you do, um, Stuart, at the end of the day, all we can do is cross our fingers, toes, and every other little facet of our body is it doesn't harm the sport and the, and the viewers and the competitors actually get a fair deal out of it. We all still get to go to drag racing, please.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm just going to add to that that I don't care whose politics it is once your dollars are in my bank account they're the same from everybody so if everybody wants people to come and stream, we're available <laughs> to everybody are own? you implying Stuart Bitcoin are you, you
3: implying bankers, 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 uh, promoter uh, or sanctioning body agnostic
2: oh very much so yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. Trying, once yeah, their money
1: is in my bank account I don't care
2: Stuart, your, your bank account doesn't accept Bitcoin if you're in China now, remember? They've banned uh, uh, cryptocurrency. That's
1: okay. That's I don't interesting. think there is drag racing if, if we could, in, If we could please uh, uh,
3: segue, Brett, um, talking about changes at uh, sanctioning bodies, a recent appointment to the Board of Karting Australia was uh, Samantha Reid, now Samantha yeah. Zanotto, um, which I think is um, a really important... Uh, appointment to the board of karting australia someone who had that you know junior developmental experience in carts but also understands how difficult it was to try to make the transition to you know full-size motorsport um, and having spent a lot of time amongst other sanctioning bodies a lot of her work with you know women of australian motorsport through the through the Artists formerly known as cams um, That's particularly... But interestingly, it comes amid this point where there is still ongoing legal action between Carding Australia and Carding New South Wales, Um, the details of which I'm not privy to, but I understand it's in a similar vein to the IHRA Australia ANDRA spat. Um, It comes down to sanctioning and who says who will do what and who's allowed to do what with where and how. So... Um, but interestingly, I think that's a very positive appointment um, to that board, particularly getting someone who's not um, well. If unlike most of us here who are pale, male, and stale, um, at least at least they got rid of the male and stale component um, uh, in making that appointment. But um, definitely, definitely, a, 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 definitely a positive appointment for Carding.
2: In this I'm just going to funnel a little bit of Graham Kennedy here. Um, Renee Gracie he didn't have any uh, pr- problems on transitioning from one sport to the other. And, uh, and yeah, uh, that's, that's no cash for comment on that one, by the way. I think the good yeah. thing about Samantha... Yeah, I'm phase... surprised
3: you didn't even work in a, a joke about, um, despite, the, despite all her attempts in uh, proper full-size motorsport, it took her a change of a career before she got to be in pole position...
2: The only well, yeah, um, I'll be I'll leave that one as well too. But on, on a serious note, on that one, uh, Supercars is very defensive with any move that she is making now to enter the sport and in any particular capacity as a team owner, which is really disappointing. So. But yeah, well, that, I think fun. you. I
0: think you will find. I mean, that was there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of PR going into that. There was a lot of getting her name out and about in front of the uh, in front of the population again, and uh, getting well, another five minutes well, she's of, only of got, fame. Um,
3: actually, yeah, tonight's the last night. Starting tomorrow, no more. Um,
2: no more adult uh, no, content. No, no, no more tomorrow morning. No more. Of, uh, no, uh, more no more. That got overturned. Yeah, competitive... that, yeah, I believe oh, that comes, Yeah, yeah, that, someone that, yeah. To, mm-hmm. someone, turns yeah wick, a, someone turns the wick down a their competitive racing, stilly.
0: I think only fa- I think only fans realize pretty quickly that if they took away uh, if they took away those oh, sites, yeah. they were gonna lose an awful lot of people and an awful lot of money. Yeah, so you uh, feel like 90% let me
3: just chop this giant branch that's holding me onto the tree of money that I'm yeah. standing on. Let, I'm gonna chop it off. I'm gonna chop it off. Don't stop yeah. me! Oh, oh, wait, it's the only branch I'm standing on. Whoops!
2: I'm to, this is going to sound like uh-huh. a complete cliche, and it is because it's a fact. One door opens, and sorry, one door closes, another one will open, and someone will create something else again. Look,
0: so, if, so if she
3: if you're she wants, if that did someone definitely...
0: will, that someone will find a gap to fill in OnlyFans,
2: are you
0: there? No, no, no. Let's not go there. Let's the um. The the thing is if, if if she really genuinely wants to get back into the sport and she's she's got all the money she says that she's there's got, a I've got no reason to doubt it. Yeah, there's, pl- there's plenty of opportunities behind oh, You can't you can't tell me that any
3: <laughs> no, you can't I'm tell being me that some serious. of those
0: struggling supercar tunes
1: on The context, you know,
3: both <laughs> yeah. supercars and motorsport Australia did not grant a super license to nathan hearn someone who was operating at the top of their game in trans am cars and had already operated a high level in formula Ford. that was someone who actually was at the front of the pack
2: without going right. to supercars right now well what are the chances of matt Payne? we're serious again what's the matt what's the chances of matt Payne, who actually did a test last weekend up at winton for grove racing to none Going, going, yeah, If they stick he's to not. the precedent you're saying, yeah. Stilly, if they stick to that precedent, yeah, they, he, 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 he won't should, get a license to 20 He should not do. get this, this yeah. sensation next year just because there's limited opportunities no, to won't. race on the track. He won't, won't have enough
3: points. He yep. won't have enough points. He doesn't have enough experience in the car type. Yep. No, not saying anything about his talent, but no, he's never driven, he hasn't even driven a Super Three car. That's so right. I agree totally. Yep. They, they've so. established the pathway. It's, it's quite clear for both uh, Matt Payne and for Renee Gracie and indeed any race car driver out there of any persuasion that wants to get to supercar, the pathway is now there. You need to have a metric F-load of money um, as opposed to an imperial shit-ton. Um, <laughs> but you, but you need to shit. actually <laughs> be competitive <laughs> at multiple steps up the ladder and prove yourself. you know You shit. can, if you want to, theoretically go straight into super two. But do you want to burn five, six, seven hundred rand a year when things go back
2: to normal? Or
3: You know, or to run around at the rear of the field, earning no super license points, or,
2: or as we, some we all appreciate, because those cars can go just as fast around some of the, the most of the circuits. Jump, jump back in a Porsche for the time being until you can actually you can use that pathway to get back into the into the particular category you want to. Yeah. If you want to drive a supercar, drive a Porsche around for a while. Well, you're there's, not, pl- you're not... there's
0: plenty of options. I mean, she's got, you know, I mean, any driver, if they've got oh, the money yeah. now, can go through. We've still got know, I mean, TCR is still out. And as we put, as we've got on the bottom of the ticker as well, we've already seen, you know, Hyundai Motorsport have announced that they're still very, very keen to see an Australian uh, driving in uh, the World Touring Car Championship. The original plan was to take Will Brown over there and do some stuff with him. But, of course, now Will is in in supercars. That's out of it. But now they're saying Josh uh, Burden, who was... um who is driving with them now? Is is probably first cab off the rank, but they're sort of saying there are options, there are opportunities for young drivers through uh, through TCR. There's TA2, which is uh, we've got young drivers like uh, Jet Johnson and Aaron Seaton and Nathan Hearn, which you said before, and then of course we've got S5000 uh, coming you know on board as well. So in terms of you know really you know in cars that go you know, and... you're genuinely fast, you've got plenty of options in there.
3: And if the discussions underway between the Australian Formula Ford Associate or the Formula Ford Formula Ford Association of Australia and Motorsport Australia come to a, an agreeable outcome, if if that national series slash championship happens to come back as a Motorsport Australia sanctioned championship, um, it would then award you know Motorsport Australia super license points.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's Sounds it. Like uh, drag, just just quickly for those who are listening, drag drag racing fans, um, there's uh, there's a YouTube channel, Overtaking Lane. There's a lot of similar things. To Overtaking Lane on YouTube has drag racing uh, live from from 4 p.m. Friday. From Queensland. Also coming up this week on various YouTube, and on the Inpit Lane YouTube channel, uh, sorry, on the Inpit Lane webpage, we'll have links to uh, a major historic event happening at Estoril this weekend with Ooh. a lot of uh, with classic Formula One cars and classic Le Mans cars uh, through through Peter Auto, and they always do a fabulous. They do yeah, a it, sounds fabulous horrible, stuff. it sounds horrible, Brett. Yeah, yeah, sounds horrible. Yeah, yeah. Why terrible, would anyone that? watch that? Yeah, that yeah why, why, terrible. Would, why would anyone? Why would anybody... from, from
3: Spain, in, in in the start of autumn. To be honest, I mean, I can't think of a worse place to. Go racing.
0: Oh, wouldn't it be ter- wouldn't it be terrible to be over there and uh, and doing that? Well, talking to Cooper Murray on on tonight's on tonight's show, I mean, he was uh, as, as he said, it was he, he's had he's having enough rigmarole to go through to get over to uh, to get over to Portugal and then to France and uh, wherever they wherever they hold the shootout because they don't tell you where the shootout is going to be is going to be held until a couple of weeks beforehand, so people can't go. So and you get can't too go much, testing. Uh, they can't go yeah. testing, so it doesn't put doesn't give the uh, European guys too great an advantage. Although, as you know, as we pointed out tonight, and we discussed on the program, um, he hasn't had a, he hasn't been behind the wheel of a car for a, for a few months now. Whereas, you know, a lot of the people he'll be racing against in the French Championship uh, round at Portimao, and also then in the shootout, will of course have been racing all. Will have been racing all year, but he is following in the footsteps of people like, uh, obviously Matt Campbell's the obvious one, but also Jackson Evans as well. And uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully he does very well. He's the interesting thing was, you know, he said that my focus is and always has been racing overseas, racing for Porsche, racing in sports cars around the world. That's the focus. He said it's not all about supercars. it was really because was really there's a pathway. To- there's a pathway, and and it's and that pathway could turn into the yellow brick road with the way things are going in sports cars. We've got the, yet again more more rumours of more manufacturers getting involved with uh, with Le Mans and with IMSA over the next uh, over the next four to five five years or so. Yeah, very and exciting time to be a sports car fan. the
3: phase out oh. of GTE, it's yeah. going to make um it's going to make drivers who have experience and are competitive. Yeah. In cars of a GT3 level, of which the current spec Carrera Cup car is basically an FIA GT3 car without a sonic air restrictor.
0: Well, that's um, that's the thing that he was saying. I mean, he, apart from the the apart from the the race, the, round, the round of France in the Carrera Cup, and also the, the um the shootout, he gets to drive the new 992, uh, which has you know, as he said, is on most tracks is at least two seconds a lap faster. He's got. It's wider, it's more powerful, it's got better aerodynamics. This is an absolute weapon. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, they made um. the front and rear wheels are an inch, I think they're two inches, or an inch and a half or two inches wider on the front and an inch wider on the rear. So they've got 12-inch wide front, 13-inch wide rear, which is basically the same spec as the GD3R. It's got a swan neck rear wing. It's got even wider tracks. It's got as wide or almost as wide a track as the GD3 car. Now, normally in GD3, there's the BOP restrictors, you know, a sonic air restrictor or a boost monitor. In the cup car, nothing. Nothing. You know, 510, 520, normally aspirated horsepower, no restriction, but also no traction control, no ABS.
2: I've just come to the realisation, Stilly, that we've got a new nickname for you. I'm going to start calling you ML. Because you're you're the ML of of in pit line. You're the Mark Larkham. You, you, you explain you know all the technical side of stuff, and you put in into layman's terms of the thing. So thank you, thank you, Mark Larkham. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, oh, he get in yeah, look at this. Yeah, look yeah, yeah. at I've got. me camera on a stick. Yeah,
3: <laughs>
0: it in there.
2: Yeah. And bringing it back down to earth again. <sighs> thanks, thanks, ML. Uh. I just uh, yeah look if you're a young racing driver anywhere in the world right now not not just as Australia which we heavily endorse here on pit Lane, and uh, that's not a you can do your community service announcement later on yeah. please Brett um, get in there because as you said the dog in the fight rhetoric that you made a few weeks ago and have done for a long time get over and you because every manufacturer over there for the last year and a half two years realizes that they need to get to the pinnacle of any particular motorsport they want to. And if you're a driver, sign up and put yourself out there because, you know what, at Yellow Brick Road, you might end up Dorothy and you might be in a car and enjoying yourself and having some fun around the world driving some such stuff.
0: Speaking of which, Virtual, virtual R is written in just saying to us that we should pop over to Perth when time permits. The Drain <laughs> yeah. Racing's epic.
1: Oh, uh, all the... I would only wish.
3: Yes, you I, the I want to have a go at Collie Motorplex
2: um a melbourne supporter did it on the weekend mm. they got across through darwin and went down there and they're in jail for 12 months now if so if you want to go across to perth there's a way to get there you just go straight yeah. time in the slammer afterwards we um <laughs> we, we, we
0: know we know ray Treasurer over at the, uh, the the perth motorplex over there we've we've worked with ray a couple of times on the drag racing uh, live streams yep. most recently up in up in darwin great 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 uh, great guy uh ray and we yeah we, we would love to come they've they've actually been doing their They've got some live streaming happening from their track as well from someone over there because we certainly did put up our hand and say to Ray that you know I mean if you want to bring us across but it's a it's a long long way yep. to a uh, long long way to drag us across but uh, you know but yeah you know, we yeah we go we to Adelaide so to we, don't mind, we don't mind going uh, you know another couple of days in the I other only an extra as well. day or so
3: yeah if, if I have everyone, I have everyone in Australia it, wants wants us to come over there they need to detach mm. their state bring it around and park it between Australia and New Zealand. becomes a land bridge.
0: Perfect. Yeah, the trouble that is that. Way my, people my Australia
3: can go skiing in either Australia or New Zealand without having to get their feet wet. Brilliant.
1: Yeah, it's the um, only, just, it's the only we place we Australia drive, I not yeah, yeah, I'm just wondering if we did do that drive, Brett. I wonder if the VMAX of the Voyager would outperform Laxi's 440 Charger on the same trip. And if Andrew's watching, yes, I still remember that video.
3: Quick, some someone queue up that. No, no, no. I, I tell you what, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't
0: be driving over there. There's no way I'd be bloody driving over there. Well, well, if it's, well, if it's is, more than, listen. if it's more than Let's just, let's just say that fly. a,
1: a four forty at <mumbles> full revs is a beautiful sound.
2: While 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 still is uh, doing that, playing up that music on the deck for me there as well, DJ DJ uh, ML over there. Um, just a couple of bits of dose Doss, Doss of news as well, too. Uh, Lightning McQueen in the XL version. So, hello, Richard, tonight, who hasn't joined us. Uh, we're missing you. But uh, the Lightning McQueen XL, I'm uh, up in Queensland, one of the front runners in that category, is up for sale for $33,000 if anyone yeah. has got a spare crypt, crypto, the Chinese crypto coin square. And on a half-serious note, some a couple of unfortunate things, um, MotoGP news, because we're running out of time tonight, uh, yeah. So there's not there is no race this weekend, uh, so you'll have to wait an extra week so you can f- uh, b- focus all your uh, uh, stuff on drag racing and Formula One, except. Uh, is um it's
0: I thought America was this oh, weekend.
2: sorry. no, I mean uh, MotoGP hasn't happened last weekend, so there's not much real fallout yeah, yeah. news from that. coming up this weekend, sorry. Yeah, this America. weekend, yes. yeah. Yes, sorry. Um, so uh, Maverick Vinales will not be racing for Repsol this weekend. His cousin has passed away, unfortunately, and is going to give the event a miss. So a shout out to that. And I just want to um, bring back someone else back down to earth, which is probably the most of the population of the world, how many billion is around right now. Andrea Inoni. I have always been a huge supporter and a great backer, and the guy can ride. He is an absolute talent that should have gone a lot further and still been racing in MotoGP if he wanted to. He could have been a, a Davizioso or, a, you know, a long-term... Um, participant in the MotoGP level, have the talent, have the experience, you've come up through the ranks, there's always had the backing, but you've made some silly mistakes and other people have learnt earlier on in their careers. One, don't do drugs because it's straight out. You, you know, that's what he got uh, He got banned for for his 12 months, two years as well though too. And if you're going to appeal it and you've got no, no grounds to appeal it from, um, you're not going to get your sentence reduced. So secondly, do that. Don't think you're better than everybody else in the world because you're not. Everyone else is also, you know, be, be reasonable as a human being. I said, I've always been a huge fan of him. He's a great personality. He's got a great fun sense of humor and, and outgoing um, extrovert. But when he got banned and when he was able to come back and he's he's short ban of two years, Will Superbikes doesn't even want anything to do with you now as well though too, because of the way you act and the way you display and the way you want to ride. Right. So, you know, there's a lesson learned, whether it be in motorsport, whether it be two wheels or four wheels, stick to stick to the things, be humble, do the thing. I mean, Valentino is a classic, So all the other guys have been in the in the categories for years and years and years. Take a leaf out of their book and how they go about racing and how they've done it for 5, 10, 15, 20 years and stick to it. So, Andre, pull your head in and, um, yeah, don't say you should be still riding a MotoGP bike when no one wants you anyway.
0: Well, on it's that, on uh, encouraging note, <laughs> yes, oh yes, oh yes, you would think you would think so. But on that on that positive note, uh, in more ways than one, we will. Uh, I think we'll we'll wrap it up there, guys. I think we've. Uh, I think we put up I, our. I have
3: one more one more shout out, Brett. We um, yep. we should say congratulations to last night's winners of the Cash Converters Supercars All Star Z Series. I think I have got all the acronyms in there. Uh, Dane Warren. For Walkinshaw Andretti United, now a three-time champion, uh, took home uh, the prize in the pros. And Brody, no surprise to anyone who was watching last year's E Series uh, and knows what he gets up to, Brody Kostecki for Erebus Motorsport, taking out the uh, the uh, All Stars or the Supercars regulars. Uh, there was also a guest appearance last night at Watkins Glen at the tail end of the field. Uh, our good friend from Checkered Flag <laughs> Media, Mister. Uh, Mr. L Mansell, who managed to start 31st and finish 22nd, and even managed a short, uh, short um, moment of uh, commentating while driving, very, very intently at his sim console with uh, Chad Nail and a Jonathan
2: Simon. So, how, how uh, is Mr. well L. done L. to long of you for being a good sport? Has he been? Have you been? Uh, I actually need to him? Check
3: with him, but uh, unfortunately, due to his due to his other commercial uh, obligations, oh. i.e., being up at Sparrow's Park, to be a radio show producer. Um, unfortunately, I'd need to get a hold of him fairly early in the evening because
2: otherwise he needs to go to bed for his beauty sleep. I assume he's, he's been in demand and such a busy man lately that he hasn't got enough time for his... Uh, <laughs> he's, he's got people...
3: Apparently, his, his, his schedule from, like, the first day that lockdown is lifted in New South Wales, because, remember, New South Wales leading the way, they're on the plan, they're opening up no matter what. Oh, you've got COVID, you know what? Oh, well, too bad. Uh Lachlan basically wife. has many days in his calendar uh, lined up for dates with all his prospective suitors who have lined themselves up in his DMs over the last six to eight weeks.
2: How, how is he going to fit in the time for guest appearances then, Stilly?
3: Well, of course, we need to go through his minders uh, at, uh, at Channel 9 Media first. Uh, apparently, there's a long list, and uh, well, apparently we could talk about pretty much anything except the thing that he's famous for now. So...
2: <laughs> There's contract clauses
0: <laughs> everywhere, isn't there? Oh,
2: uh, good well, luck, there we now. Go. Well
0: done. Yeah, well, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll we we'll, on that note, as I said, we will say goodbye now. Uh, thanks for joining us here once again on Full Course Yellow. Uh, join us again next week on In Pit Lane, when uh, once again we have no idea what we're what we're going to have, what we're going to have next week, or who's going to show up. But we will probably have sort of you know, all the latest news, uh, and uh, yeah, whatever we whatever we can pull together in the. In the next few days, so that'll be next uh, next Thursday night on the uh, on Channel Thirty One Melbourne on the Inpit Lane YouTube channel straight after that. Please join us live once again if you want to want to be a part of it. Uh, you're always welcome to come along. Thanks to everybody who has sent messages and uh, in tonight. And uh, yeah, if you know anybody who's interested in motorsport, they'd like to come and uh, come and join the join the community. We'd love to have you along. It would that uh, would be great to hear from you as well. And our
2: podcast, please, Brett
0: yeah the podcast if you uh, if you just want to listen to to all of this nonsense of us talking over each other with uh with very bad quality audio from the uh from the streamyard then just go to uh then just go to uh Spotify or Google Podcasts and just type in uh, the word full course yellow and you will find a a link there, and you can subscribe to that, and you can listen to it at your leisure as you do whatever it is you're uh, you're doing. I'd say on your you know on your commute to work, but most of you probably aren't commuting to work anyway at the moment anyway. So, uh, <laughs> okay, everybody,
3: we'll see you. Uh, I've we'll got a massive you commute one. from my bed, my bed to my sofa.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's it. Well, I, well, you live in a... You do live in a wow. mansion.
2: I that's mean... I say, and, and, and you must... And uh, you usually get the Uber Eats, so obviously it gets delivered to you. You just have to make a detour to the door.
3: Uh, here's, okay. here's one I prepared earlier. Um, uh. <laughs> but again, if anyone on the show wants to see us uh, live and back in studio, the best thing they can do is go and get vaccinated ASAP, because then also Stuart and I can go and get a haircut.
2: Oh and yeah, um yeah, we're gonna we're gonna Oh yep.
0: yeah if, if if I if I wait, if I wait long enough I won't need another haircut. My my haircut will my haircut days are coming to an end, I think, pretty quickly. Okay, everybody we'll see, on you, that uh, we'll that see note, you. It's
1: time to wind up because I wanna yep. be able to swear again.
0: Have a great yep. week, everybody.